If you have your Bible this morning, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Last week, I began a series called Bold. Say bold. Bold. And it was talking about specifically the, the boldness that only comes from the Holy Spirit. In that, in sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus, it takes a special type of boldness. It takes a special type, a supernatural type of boldness that can only come from the Holy Spirit in sharing our faith or sharing the gospel. We talked about how the early church began, how the church started. It wasn't just started off somebody's good idea. The church was started based off men and women who were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And they began to gather with one another and they began to share the word with one another and they began to, to, to minister to one another and encourage one another. That's, that's how the church began. It was through the boldness of men and women empowered by the Holy Spirit to talk about Jesus. And how that same spirit, the same Holy Spirit that empowered those in the early church is the same Holy Spirit that can empower us today to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus. How many of you agree with that this morning? Yes. And so we're talking about being bold, not a natural boldness, but a supernatural boldness. And we shared last week in Acts chapter three, Peter and John were going into a prayer service and on their way in, there was a paralyzed man who 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 got healed uh, in the name of Jesus. And he he got up and started jumping in excitement and drew crowds uh, uh, around him. And so Peter used that as an opportunity uh, to share the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus. And that day, five thousand people came to faith in Jesus and then out of that there were some religious leaders who did not like them talking about Jesus because they had a problem with Jesus and so they arrested Peter and John but even under being arrested being uh, being held captive Peter and John again filled with the Holy Spirit that's the important factor. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with boldness, the gospel, the good news, talk about Jesus, even the people who didn't want to hear it. And so we see the Holy Spirit in action uh, in the lives of these men and, and women in the early church. And so in Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, that were, were they arrested and taken in by these religious leaders. Now, these religious leaders realized at the time that there was, it was clear and it was evident that this miracle was real. They knew this paralyzed man. They knew he'd been paralyzed his whole life. And now he's walking. So they could not deny the miracle. And they also knew they couldn't keep Peter and John in, in locked up uh, for the sake uh, of the fact that they didn't want to, they wanted to avoid having a riot. And so they didn't know what else to do with them. So they decided to release them, but they, they released them on one condition. We'll release you, but you can't talk about Jesus anymore. And I love their response. If you read this in Acts chapter four, their response was simply, man, shall we obey man and not obey God? We've seen way too much to not speak up. Jesus is so real to us that we can't keep quiet about him. And my hope and my prayer for us today is that we would have that same attitude when it comes to talking about Jesus. We've experienced and seen way too much of Jesus to keep quiet. And so they release Peter and John. And so Peter and John go back to their church, go back to their people. And in Acts chapter four, verse 23, this is where we pick up in our story today, continuing in this series on 
boldness. Verse 23 of chapter 4 says this. It says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Let's stop right there for a moment. So Peter and John are released and they go back to their people. They go back to their church. And, and, and you can imagine that their people had heard about what was going on. They knew they were, they were arrested, so they were so uh, curious and just so into what happened. And so they gather around Peter and John to get all the details. They want all the information. They want to know what went down. What kind of conversations did you have while you were arrested? And it says that when they heard, when they heard uh, uh, what was said to them, it said that they raised their voices together in prayer. Now understand something here. Peter and John were just released from jail for sharing their faith, preaching the gospel. And here they go back to their church and they tell their people, yes, we were arrested for this reason, this Jesus that we believe, this Jesus that we preach about, this Jesus that we live for. There's some hostility out there towards this gospel. There's some hostility towards Jesus, which means now there's hostility towards the church. We even got arrested for it. Now, did they cower in fear? Did they say, you know what? I don't know if I'm about this life. Let's just go ahead and leave town because I don't want to get arrested. No, it says that their first response was to glorify God and to pray. Their first response was to glorify God and to pray. And that's what I want to talk about this morning in this series called Bold. I want to talk about not only the supernatural boldness of the Holy Spirit, but I also want to talk about us as believers now starting to pray bold prayers. How many of you believe we need to start praying bolder prayers? To pray bold prayers. I'm convinced of one thing when it comes to prayer. What we pray. What you pray really reflects on what you believe about God. How you pray reflects on what you believe about God. Now, now for some of you, maybe 99.999% of your prayers are just requests to God. You're, you're, you're asking God to do something for you. You're asking God to bless you. You're asking God to, to bless your finances. You're asking God to give you a better job. You're asking God for a lot of, the thing, a lot of these things. And maybe that's the, the bulk of all your prayers. Well, for some people who pray that way, many people believe that God exists for them. Or maybe you don't see God as a very, very big God. And so your prayers aren't really that bold. You, 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 you don't pray bold, uh, 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 powerful prayers. Maybe you just pray smaller prayers. Maybe you just, the only time you pray is when you sit at the dinner table to pray over your food. Maybe the only time you pray is when you're, you're, you're in a community of, of other believers and you gather in a circle to pray. Maybe that's your only time that you pray. You don't really have your own personal time with God, your own personal devotion and prayer to God. I don't know where, that, where you fall in that and I don't know where you land in that, but what you pray reflects on what you believe about God. 
And if you're in here this morning and you are a professed follower of Jesus and you don't have a prayer life, you don't have a regular prayer life, then maybe you're one that doubts that even God will even answer prayer. Why pray? It's not like he's going to answer me anyway. Why waste my time in prayer? Why waste my time talking to a God that's probably not even hearing me? What you pray reflects on what you believe about God. But this morning, I want to talk about specifically bold prayers. Because see, sometimes, not even sometimes, all the time, we will always get into a situation where all we can do is pray. Some of you are in a situation now where you're all out of options. You've tried and done everything you possibly could, and now your only option, which is your best option, is to pray. I believe this morning, and I believe that for us as a church, I believe that for us in the season that we are in right now, in the, in the state of our world, in the state of our, our, our nation, in the state of our community, I believe that if we're truly going to see change, if we're truly going to see a difference being made, if we're truly going to see God move in our cities and our nation, then we've got to start praying bolder prayers. We've got to start praying like we truly believe in a God that is all powerful. We've got to start praying bold prayers. Prayers. And so their first response wasn't to cower in fear. It wasn't to leave town. Their first response was to praise, acknowledge, and glorify God and to pray. Their first response. They didn't try to strategize. They didn't try to figure out what their next move was. Their first response was to pray. Let that be a lesson to all of us that our first response should always be to pray. Should always be to go to God. Let's continue reading. Verse 24 says, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. And here's their prayer. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father, David. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. So stop right there. So not only was their first response to pray and to glorify God, but even in the midst of their prayer, what they did and what they started with was acknowledging that God is still in control. God is still sovereign. God is still ruling things. Nothing has changed. God, you are still calling the shots. Now that's important for us to understand this morning. When things in your life are seeming out of control, we need to acknowledge the one who is still in control. Are you following me? 
Because there are people right now, even in this room, those of you watching online, those of us in your family, in our communities, whatever, there are people right now that are feeling like things are just out of control. Like, I'll be honest with you, even over the past few weeks, I've had these moments of, of anxiety, right? Just being honest, I've, I, I've, I had these moments where I was just feeling anxious, where I was, it was just, it was just, it was obvious what it was, and, and maybe some of you can, can relate to that, but, but when we struggle with anxiety, when we struggle with that type of fear, it's because we're sensing that things are getting out of control. We're sensing that we are losing control. We're sensing that there are things that are going on that we don't have control of, and that causes us to be fearful. It causes us to be anxious. But I believe we need to take cues from these folks in the early church. In that when we pray, let's acknowledge God, you're sovereign. You are still in control. Things of the world may be falling out of control, but God, you don't change. You're still running things. You're still calling the shots. And maybe that's the way you need to begin your prayer next time. God, things are falling apart all around me. It feels like I'm losing control. It feels like things are coming out of my, the grips of my hand. But God, I know, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are still in control. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are still all powerful, that you are still all knowing. None of this surprises you. And so they acknowledge, God, you are still in control. They also acknowledge the fact that this hostility that they're experiencing, the fact that Peter and John were thrown in jail for, for sharing Jesus, they acknowledge the fact this is not new to you, God. You knew this was going to happen. In fact, this has been going on in times past. You knew about all this stuff. This is no surprise to you. It didn't catch him by surprise. And in the same way for us this morning, as Robert mentioned earlier, this coronavirus, this civil unrest that is going on, all these things that are going on around the world right now, none of this catches God by surprise. God didn't wake up this morning and get the information off of his Twitter feed. God knew this was going to happen. God is very aware of all that is going on because he's sovereign. He's in control. He's still running things. None of this is a surprise to him. And so in their prayer, they're acknowledging this about God. They're acknowledging and glorifying him. They're acknowledging that he is still in control. But let's continue reading verse 29. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I love this. Which brings me to my first point. Number one, write this down if you're taking notes. We've got to pray for boldness. We've got to pray for boldness. Boldness. Now that seems a little odd. 
Keep in mind, they, they just got through listening to, to Peter and John talk about, yeah, they arrested us for talking about Jesus. We didn't really know what was going to happen, but they took us in. We were in their custody. They could have done anything to us. They threatened us. They warned us not to talk about Jesus anymore. But even in the midst of their prayer, they say, Lord, consider their threats. It, now, if that had been me, if I had been leading that prayer, I probably would have said, Lord, you see those people that are threatening us? Can you just destroy them? Like, can you just shut their mouths? Can you just keep them quiet? Can you keep them away? No, they don't even say that. They say, Lord, consider their threats. In other words, because of their threats, make us bolder. They didn't pray, Lord, shut their mouths. They didn't pray, Lord, destroy them. They said, Lord, make us bolder, that we can speak your, your word with great boldness. But how a lot of us would probably be is, man, haven't we been bold enough? Like, like when this all started, 3,000 people came to know you, Jesus. And then Peter and John go to this prayer service, a man gets healed, and then 5,000 more people come to know you. That's, that's 8,000 people. Haven't we been bold enough? Haven't we done enough? We've done our part. In fact, Peter and John even got thrown in jail. Like, like let's just fall back a little bit. Let's just kind of play it safe. Let's just not stir up any more commotion. Let's just, let's just, let's just get quiet and, and, and just kind of go along with what they are telling us to do. No, they say, no, let's give us more boldness that so we can continue preaching the gospel. Give us more boldness that so we can continue talking about you. Pray for boldness. How many of you this morning have ever prayed for boldness? And just be honest with yourself. Honestly, how many of you ever have ever prayed for boldness? The reality is many people never have. Because when you pray for boldness, being bold puts you in very, very uncomfortable situations. Being bold will put you in situations that might single you out. Being bold might put you in situations where people may not like you anymore. Being bold may put you in situations where people become hostile towards you. That's why many of us don't pray for boldness. Because boldness will put us in those situations. It's scary to be bold. It is scary to be bold. That's why it's easy for us to pray for other things. Lord, I pray over my finances. Lord, I pray I get a better job. Lord, I pray that my family is good. Lord, I pray over my food this evening. Lord, it's easy to pray for those things. But when we pray for boldness, I 100% guarantee you, God will come through for you. If you pray for boldness, God is guaranteed to come through for you. Because it's not your boldness. It's the boldness of the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you. It activates the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, just kind of there. And when you're praying for boldness, the Holy Spirit's like, what, what, what? Yes, let's go. Let's do this. Pray for boldness. When you wake up in the morning, ask God, Lord, use me today. I promise you he'll come through for you. Guaranteed. Use me today. Make me bold for you. Make me bold for you. Make me, help me to speak out for you. Help me to stand up for you. Help me to be bold. I promise you he will give you boldness. Pray for boldness. Verse 30, continue reading. After they pray for enablement that they would be able to speak the word with boldness, verse 30 says, now stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So not only do they pray for boldness, and should we also pray for boldness, but now the second thing they do, number two, write this down, they're praying for miracles. They're praying for miracles. Pray for miracles. They're praying for a supernatural move of God. A move that cannot be explained. A move that would blow people's minds. Why miracles? I said it last week, because miracles point people to Jesus. That's why I believe in miracles. That's why I believe they still happen today. Miracles were designed to point people to Jesus. Miracles were designed to draw attention to Jesus. That's why I believe miracles still happen today. That's why I believe the supernatural still happens today. And I'm convinced if you may be someone, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're here today, and you may say, I don't really believe in miracles like that. I don't really, in fact, I don't really even believe in miracles. I'm convinced most people don't believe in miracles until they need one. And I only say that through experience because I've had people, I've had people that will outright tell me through conversation that, yeah, they don't really believe in, in all that miracle supernatural stuff. But when they start going through some things, when they start experiencing some things, they're calling. Chris, can you stand in agreement with me for this miracle? Why? Because they need one. And that's why I believe miracles are so, are so important for today because they point people to Jesus. So it's okay to pray for miracles. It's okay to pray for the supernatural. Why? Because anything that can be used to point people to Jesus, I'm all in. I am all in. But I believe that many of us, while we don't pray for miracles a lot, I think many of us are afraid we'll be disappointed. What if I pray for this miracle and God just doesn't come through? What if I pray for this healing and they don't get healed the way I wanted them to? What if I pray for this supernatural thing to happen and it doesn't come through? Then, then, then I'm going to be disappointed. Not only will I be disappointed, but I'm going to look crazy in front of people. And I don't want to look crazy in front of people. And I don't want to be disappointed. So I best just not even pray for the miracles. 
In verse 31, we continue reading. It says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God. What word do we see there? Boldly. We need this type of boldness. We need to pray for this type of boldness. And the beautiful thing is, is that God makes this boldness available to us. And you may be here this morning and say, man, I, okay, Chris, you're talking about praying for boldness. You're talking about praying for miracles. But I don't know if I've ever seen a miracle before. Can I, can I be really honest with you too? I can count on one hand how many like above and beyond supernatural miracles I've ever seen in my entire life. I have seen some that I cannot explain other than God. It's not like I see those type of supernatural miracles every day where I see like this divine healing that happens. Like I don't see that every day. I'm just being honest. But then the Lord reminded me of something. He said, Chris, you see a miracle every day. Every day you look in the mirror, you are looking at a miracle. And I would present the same thing to you today. Every day you look in the mirror, you are witnessing a miracle. Why? Because you have been transformed from death to life. You are a walking miracle. And since you are a walking miracle, miracles point people to Jesus. So start pointing people to Jesus. You're a miracle. Arise online. You are a miracle. Don't tell me you don't see miracles. You know where your life was. You know how foul, wicked, and evil you were. You know it. Your family knows it. Ask them, how bad was I? Or maybe you don't want to ask him because you may hear something like, oh, well, let's, let's sit down for a moment. We'll be here for a while. You are a walking miracle. A walking miracle that is designed to point someone to Jesus. And I want to encourage you all this morning. Let's start praying for boldness. Let's pray for boldness, the type of boldness that may put you in situations that may be uncomfortable. The type of boldness that may, that may make conversations awkward. The type of boldness that may cause you to even lose friends. That's the type of supernatural boldness I'm talking about, the boldness to share the good news of Jesus to the world. We've got to start praying bolder prayers. We've got to start praying and believing that God is going to do something miraculous. And as I said earlier, I believe we are living in a season right now that if we truly want to see change, if we truly want this virus to go away, I pray every day. 
God, just dissolve this virus. Dissolve it. Get rid of it. Pray it every day. Does it seem far-fetched? Does it seem outlandish? Maybe to some. But I can pray that prayer in confidence because I know my God. I know my God. What type of bold prayers are you going to pray? What type of bold things are you believing God for? Are you bold enough? Are you bold enough to share with the rest of the world the miracle that God has worked and performed in your life? Because as I've been saying, I guarantee you 100% that if you pray for boldness, God will come through for you. God will come through for you. God will answer that prayer. In fact, he's already, he already has answered it. Because when you come to faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. But when you ask, when you pray that prayer, you are activating what is already on the inside of you. And there's so many of us that have the Holy Spirit, but he's not active in your life. He's not active. My Bible says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, this, the same spirit, the same power, that same resurrection power resides on the inside of us, resides on the inside of you. That's the power that you walk with. And that's the power that you can see activated in your life when you start praying bolder prayers. How many of you believe that this morning? Let's stand to our feet. I want to challenge you this week to start praying bolder prayers. Pray for boldness. Pray for miracles. Pray for God to do something supernatural. Pray for God to use you in a supernatural way. I guarantee you he will. I guarantee you. And this morning, if that is you and you desire for more boldness, you desire for God to use you. Now think about this before you take this next step. If you desire to be used by God the way he sees fit, then I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And if that is you this morning, you say, you know what, I want more boldness I want to point more people to Jesus. Then I'm going to ask you just to lift your hands up as in an act of receiving something. To say, God, give me more boldness. Give me more boldness, God. Help me to be used by you. Use me how you want to use me, God. Use me to represent you to this world. Use me, God. Make me bold. Not only do I pray for boldness, but 
I also pray for the supernatural. I pray for miracles, God. There are things that only you can do. There are miracles that only you can do. There are things that are designed to point people back to you, God. And so I pray for more of the supernatural. Help me to not be afraid to pray for the sick that they may be healed. Help me to not be afraid to pray for a miracle in public. Help me to not be afraid to pray for things that others may look at as silly. Lord, we pray for miracles. And we do pray for boldness. Use us, God, in a supernatural way. Give us boldness to share Jesus with our coworkers. Give us boldness to share Jesus with our friends. Give us boldness to share Jesus with, with our, 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 the people we interact with at grocery stores, at the mall, or wherever it may be, God. Give us boldness to share the incredible work that you've already done in our lives. We thank you that you're a God that uses us. And we thank you for your boldness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Are you grateful for the boldness of the Holy Spirit this morning?